This is Alicia, and welcome to the College Life Podcast. I am super passionate about education, personal development, growth, and bringing out the best in every college student. This podcast will help motivate you, empower you, and bring you clarity and confidence in who you are, in your purpose, and help you take action toward a life you love. Don't wait until you graduate to live your best life. Let's start now. What's up and welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here and today I am interviewing Chavi and she is so awesome. She just graduated and she is going to rock your socks off. I'm so excited for you to hear her story and her journey to college and kind of throughout college and some of the challenges that she experienced along the way. So I can't wait for you to hear this episode. So we're going to go ahead and dive right in. Welcome to the College Life Podcast. It's Alicia here. And today I have with me an exciting guest who is a recent graduate. Her name is Chavi, and she is the host of a new podcast called Project First Gen. So we are going to dive into her story and her experiences in college and then talk about this project that she's working on and see, um, and you're going to learn so much from her story. So I'm super excited. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. Awesome. Well, let's go ahead and get started on where you're at um, as far as the college journey, but then we'll kind of rewind and talk about how you started your college journey. Okay. Um, so do you want me to just dive in? Yeah, just dive into, because okay. um, you recently graduated, right? So first off, we need mm-hmm. to celebrate yes. that because there's not a lot of celebration <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So I just recently graduated from Seattle University just this past quarter, winter quarter. Um, my major is was journalism. Uh, I'm a journalist now. I can say that out loud. <laughs> That's oh, exciting. So um, yeah. Um, and I am an international student from India. I came to the United States at the age of 19. Um, I went to community college for two years where I majored in communication and media and then transferred to Seattle University in 2018 for the last two years of my bachelor's degree. How did you decide kind of U.S. based and then how did you decide on the community college? Was it lo- more lo- like location based? So I actually um, came to the U.S. by accident, I would say, because, you know, I was um, I planned to go to Singapore instead for my study abroad. Um, And that was, it wasn't necessarily like crystallized that I would see myself going abroad. And I remember ninth and 10th grade, we were just kind of having these conversations about studying abroad and Singapore was our top choice. And then I remember my mom was like, well, I think you should choose a country where you at least have one family member. And my, my aunt who was working in Microsoft India was going to my transfer to Microsoft here in the headquarters in Redmond, Washington. And so I was like, okay, I guess US it is. Um, and so I wasn't like, um, a, I, I wouldn't say I was like the awesome student in high school. I remember that I was like really nervous about my grades. And there was there's a lot of focus on like grades in India. So I was like, after high school ended, I was like, oh my gosh, now what do I do? And 
I remember this intense feeling of like me sitting with my parents and we were like waiting for the grades to be posted and I remember that I did not do well. Uh, I only did well I think in like English where I got 98 out of 100 and then in computer science where I got like 95 and that was it. And then the rest of the three or four um, subjects were not good at all. And I was a science student in the medical field. And that's because they're the two, the three top um, well-respected professions in India are business law and medicine. Mm -hmm. And also because they offer financial stability. And that's like the number one thing that we often really care about to get into a field that is financially secure. But I remember during high school, I was um, very involved in like campus events. I used to do a lot of like public speaking. I used to do a lot of like, in British, we say elocution, but it's like kind of like debate and all these uh, events. Um, and I used to like anchor a lot. So I think when I was thinking about applying to the US and what I really want to do was communication. And so I applied for communication um, major here. And there's, there is this one precise event that got me sure about that major. And it was in high school. Um, so, so, you know, high school here is 9th through 12th. Back uh, in India, the education system is very different. So basically, all the levels of your education are situated in one and only one school. So I did like kindergarten through 10th grade in one school. And then I went to a boarding school for 11th and 12th grade. And I remember because I wasn't the quote unquote smart student or the star of the school, I wasn't necessarily given a lot of opportunities to speak or to have my voice heard in any form of way. And so when I transferred to this boarding school for my 11th and 12th grade, I remember two or three weeks in a professor just walked up to me and she handed me a piece of paper and she said, I want you to recite this poem. I was very, very <laughs> nervous, but I was like also very excited because I was like, why me? Like out of all the people, all the students at that particular school, why me? Because I'm a new student, I don't really know much. But she gave me a chance and the day came and I recited a poem and I remember there were over 300 students in the audience and faculty and staff and they were just watching me recite the poem and it was the silence, them being attentively listening to me that got me in that moment. And even though it was just a poem, could be just a poem for some people, for me, it was a life-changing experience because I was like, finally, someone is listening to me, even if it's just the words that I'm that I memorized and recited, you know, and it's just, you know, the, the wishes I got, the congratulations I got after I was done with my poem recitation kind of just reaffirmed that confidence. And from that moment on, I've always been involved in anything that was publicly gained. And so when I was like, okay, so what am I going to major in the United States? I wanted to go for communications for that reason. Yeah. My gosh, I love that story. I mean, wow, how powerful, like what a powerful moment for you to actually like also feel heard, right? Like that is amazing, an amazing feeling. And um, I want to go back to kind of this, 
this shift that you made too, as far as Mm -hmm. kind of feeling like, okay, I need to be, have like kind of the science or like you said, I think medical law and business were the top kind of areas that you go in because there's a lot of financial security, even in this time, it's interesting, right. To think about those, some of Mm -hmm. some of that's true and some of that's not true, but, um, so how did you shift your mentality kind of growing up in that culture? And then like, I just feel like that's really, really, really hard for students to do. Um, and yeah, how did you kind of navigate that? Um, so I remember, um, so back home in India, you start thinking about what major you want to choose in ninth or 10th grade, because 11th or 12th grade is what you major in. So, so I remember when I transferred to um, this boarding school for my last two years of high school, I remember my peers telling me that you should choose science because science is for the quote unquote intelligent kids. And so I went for that. And, you know, my, my high school only offered like two streams or two majors, as we call it. It was business with science or computer science. But yeah, it, it was business and it was just science. And those were the only two majors that were offered. And so, yeah, it was a lot of like peer pressure. And I think culturally also because, you know, there are people in my family who, who chose science or, things like that. So I was like, okay, it's like a culture thing. There was like, definitely felt like a lot of like peer pressure. And I was like, okay, I want to be the intelligent kid. So I, I went for science. Um, so that was, that was like very, very hard. It wasn't like I was presented with a lot of options and humanities that, that some other schools or colleges offer they just think that humanities is just like whatever kind of degree. So it's like, you just go for science. And I come from a family where one side of my family is just lawyers and one side of the family are science people. Um, And so I was like, okay, I guess I am that person who is going to fit into this culture. Um, And so I, I chose, um, science with biology because at that time I was like okay I guess I want to be a forensic scientist because I used to watch the show very much like criminal minds and I was thinking myself like doing fingerprinting and like catching criminals and that was like the old me when I think about it it's just like a laugh that <laughs> um and um, I remember for women it's especially hard to kind of like like have that choice to be able to do what you want and to be able to dispute in conversations because, you know, in our culture, it's very patriarchal here too, but like there you feel like, I felt very suffocated in the choices. Um, and so when I when I had the option of kind of studying abroad and being able to choose my major, I, I discovered like this newfound freedom that it's a clean slate. And I can do whatever I want. And that I wanted to be that person who doesn't fall into the stereotype of like every Indian person who comes to the U.S. goes in tech fields, goes in medicines, works in Amazon and all of these things. So I wanted to be the person, uh, the kind of student who breaks that stereotype of like I can do something different from, you know, the stereotypical Indian person who comes here and joins the tech field or the medicine and things like that. So 
it was hard, but at the same time, I was like, I have a clean slate. It's my choice. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. There's so much, like there's so many layers there too. And, um, I just think it's a really cool, it, it, it's really cool to see that you're able to choose and to say, actually, I think I want to do this. And yeah. So what kind of interested you in journalism? I'm curious about that. Like clearly the story that you shared, um, has some kind of layers in that, but I guess journalism specifically, what interested you in that area? So I've always like thought of like journalists as like people really bother to ask for quotes, but like mics and a briefcase all the time, like running around to like ask, Hey, can I need a quote and I need a quote. And that was kind of like the traditional mindset I had when I thought of like what a journalist looks like. Um, but okay. So, you know, so my, my scope of communications was only up until like public speaking when I was back in India. I did not know that communications was like this big when I came to the U.S. Um, and um, having the major of communication and media kind of like in community college, kind of, I was able to experiment with a lot of different kinds of communication. So like multicultural communication and like specifically writing. And it wasn't until like university when I was really able to like specialize in one field so like the three majors in terms of specialization at Seattle University were communication studies strategic communication and then journalism I thought communication studies and strategic communication seemed too narrow uh, in terms of like the kind of things you can do but I felt like if I would do journalism I would be able to take classes that were relevant for strategic communication and communication studies, which I also got to do in my major. And at the same time, kind of like uh, be flexible in the, in the kind of communication I want to do. So like with journalism, I've been able to also learn how to market and brand myself versus if I had only done strategic communication, I don't know if I would have been able to write and report the kind of stories that I'm really passionate about. And so with journalism, I felt like I had that flexibility to be able to write and report about, um, you know, unheard stories, um, stories that I was really passionate about, specifically pertaining to like immigration and, um, you know, topics like international students and the challenges. And I felt like I wouldn't have been able to necessarily do that had I chosen the other two specializations. Yeah, that's great insight. And I think you, you said this word and it stood out to me for some reason. So I want to dive into this a little bit, but you talked about this flexibility and I'm almost sensing this is a theme in your life. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, it's interesting because a lot of students that I work with one-on-one -on -one, and even that I've connected with through this podcast, they are actually like a little bit fearful of flexibility. They kind of want a like they want to know what they're doing and they want to know how to do it. And this flexibility, you kind of took it. It seems like, like as an excitement, as a, Oh wow, I could do all these things instead of a lot of students want to know. I want to know what my degree, I don't, I want to know what job I'm going to get after. I want to know the path and I just want to do it, but you're taking this completely different perspective. And I, I just want to highlight like how amazing that is because it's kind of like you're, you, you started out broad with communication 
and then you're kind of like narrowing it a little bit, but then you're also kind of expanding it at the same time. And so I just think that that's such a cool perspective is to be excited about the flexibility that your degree has to offer. And also to think about the skills that you've learned because of that too. You're just kind of open to different things. Um, yeah. So thank you for sharing that. And I think, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, and I, and I think that part of that, I didn't even realize until you brought it up about the flexibility part, but I think part of the reason could have also been that I have always been the straight path kind of a person having grown up in a very traditional environment where, you know, back home education is like really forced upon people and you got to go this one path. You got to go to school. You got to graduate from high school. You got to go to college. Then you got to get this degree, that degree, and then you kind of work. Um, and I think like ha always having been forced down through that one road has made me not want to choose that, you know, instead I would take the road not taken, you know, kind of path. So Thank you for sharing and bringing that up. I didn't even realize until you mentioned it. No, yeah, yeah. And I, I even like you, you used to share some things that kind of brought up my own personal experiences. Um, I, I think I just kind of thought these were the paths. So similar to what you said with, um, you know, doctor, lawyer, business. When I grew up, I kind of saw a teacher, doctor, lawyer. And I had a lot of family in the education. So that makes sense as to kind of to um, as far as like here and then also being a first generation student, um, th those were the options that I thought I had. And so mm -hmm. I just kind of rolled out a couple of them and then I was like, teacher it is. And then, but then when you start to kind of learn more and you're open to that, I think I wasn't open for a very long time. I like closed the door. Mm -hmm. I was like, Nope, I'm not looking at that door because <laughs> I don't I, like, I just know what I'm doing and I just didn't question it. And it wasn't until I started questioning it that I started really uh, seeing other opportunities and other things that were available. Um, so it's really cool that you were able to do that also early on in your career. And uh, for students listening to this right now, like I just encourage you to kind of be open and explore and to be flexible in what your goals are, because it's okay if they change. And a lot of times the change, if you are seeking things that are interesting and curiosity and that you're passionate about, you're more likely to, to be happier too. And I think a lot of students want that mm -hmm. happiness factor and also the success. But if you are happy in your role, you're more likely to do the extra things and to go above and beyond in your role to move up or to be able to be, to be creative in as far as like making money too. So it's just like a really cool thing. So, yeah. And like, you know, in reflecting back as I think more about it, I think, Maybe it was a sign that I did not do well in science because I was, you know, I had to be the person choosing the path, something pertaining to English. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like um, English is kind of like, you knowing English and being able to communicate in English is kind of seen as like a quote unquote elite, you know. And so when I think back and I'm like, well, maybe it was just a sign it was a sign that I did not do well in science because I was destined to go this, this other path. And so sometimes I kind of just like think about these, these signs that show up and maybe I was like destined to go this path. And, you know, kind of like what you said, change can be very scary. Certainly was. I mean, 
like me coming halfway across the world, if you literally think about it, and just starting something new and me constantly like doubting myself. Even like today, there are like moments when I'm like, did I do the right thing to choose <laughs> journalism? Because, you know, it, a lot of people may say, well, it isn't the most financially secure thing. But I've always been so burdened by these expectations and choosing anything that's financially secure that I don't want to necessarily give up things that I want that I'm passionate about. Um, and and passion is something I think a word that we reflect a lot in the U.S. culture, I would say. Um, and I think if I maybe if I get to talk to someone who is from India and is settled here, I don't know if they would necessarily be able to answer that they chose the path they were passionate about because a lot of the focus is just like having a financially secure career that that's not a thought that crosses and and that's why I think I consider myself very fortunate to be able to come at an early age although it was very scary lots of barriers but at least with the mindset of like choosing something that makes you happy yeah, uh, that's such a good point with like the um, like passion and culture and how, how that is cultural. And uh, that'd be such a fun research study, just a side note, but <laughs> maybe yeah, we should yeah. a project on it together. We can <laughs> like report on this yeah. passion concept. And um, yeah, that's such an interesting perspective. Um, I think it is a privilege to be able to explore your passion and to actually pursue your passion. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's a really cool perspective. I, I appreciate that. I think for me, yeah, I had to really get clear about like, I can't do something that I don't want to do if I can help it. Like I, I, um, have had to work at a wine store full time, even after my master's degree, like just to make, you know, to make it, <laughs> to have money incoming, you know, coming in, I'm willing to do whatever I need to do to be successful. But if I have the mm -hmm. choice to pursue my passion and see if that is a possibility, I'm doing it, you know? And so I think that's, um, mm -hmm. that's like my perspective. And I think, uh, the U S education system is set up where you can do that. You can have the flexibility to choose and to create things and to, to accept internships that are potentially paid, um, to still work towards your degree and get experiences to build that in. And then I don't know there's, I think, yeah, there's a lot there, but that's really cool. Um, I, yeah, I was going to say, sorry, I was going to say that if when, the other thing that I um, always think about is that now that I have my voice in this country, that I'm a, that I want to use my path for like journalism um, to like use my voice to help like amplify the voices of those who don't have them because I was once in their place. Mm -hmm. And so I want to be able to like help and write stories um, of people who are usually kind of like silenced or unheard in some sort of way. And so I think that's what like, that is my passion. My passion came from a place that, you know, I didn't have a voice. And now that I do, I want to be able to do the same um, for people to find their voices in some sort of way. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And if you can connect to that always, it doesn't matter if your degree is in journalism or what, but it's that that's going to drive all of your decisions. It's, yeah. it's like, is this going to help me do this? Like help, um, amplify voices that are unheard. If this is, if this job is going to do that, then maybe I'll do that job or maybe I'll do this podcast or maybe I will do this other thing, you know, and we can find creative ways to fulfill, I think 
almost like your purpose. Um, but yeah, that's, that's really cool. So keep letting that drive you. That's so exciting. Yeah. I always Thank also you. question, like, did I do the right thing? Did I major in the right thing? And I think um, what I would encourage you to do is just really focus on skills and knowledge that you've built over time and focus on that. I will say that your major matters less and less as you continue to progress in your career. It's really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So let's, I want to talk about this podcast. So you started a podcast called Project First Gen. Um, I want to hear kind of how that came about and why you created this. Okay, so um, so I, along with my two uh, team members, we were in the same class, Project Capstone, um, for our final for this past quarter, and so we kind of had like different ideas. I've always like. I've always been like aligned towards topics pertaining to like different identities. Um, And I think part of the reason is because I have many different identities that I carry with me every day. And um, my, my team member was like gentrification and like talking about those issues. And then my other team member was talking about climate change and how it affects people. And we were kind of like all over the place, but we had the option of like being able to partner up with somebody and create something. And so we kind of just paused uh, in a mi- uh, for a minute as we were brainstorming and um, we kind of landed on the idea where what's common with us? We, we all are people of color. We all are from um, different cultural backgrounds and that we all are first generation and having to navigate through college was a really hard process. Um, and so we were like, well, let's partner let's partner up. And, you know, I've, I've known my two mem- uh, team members in a lot of other classes and they were kind of like my, my really close, like homies kind of, kind of a situation. And so, um, I was like, well, let's do it. So we kind of pitched the idea, kind of thought about it. Why first generation? Um, and we know that at Seattle university, you know, we have the outreach center that primarily serves, you know, veteran students and first generation college students and, we have the resources there, but we don't necessarily have a platform um, to recognize their voices or to recognize the faces of first gen that we have on campus. And so we were like, well, let's create a podcast. And thinking of it as like a project that we would do together, that kind of also tied into the name of the podcast. So it became Project First Gen. Because like we were like kind of brainstorming and I was like, Project First Gen sounds good. And we kind of just rolled with it because um, it conveys like a clear purpose of like, this is a this is a project and it's targeting first-generation college students. Why first-generation college students? Because, you know, one-third of the U.S. undergraduates are first-generation college students. They're often underrepresented um, on college campuses. And um, something that was common from my experiences is that oftentimes you don't really see um, you know, people of color in professor positions where we are able to identify with them. So representation was really important for all three of us. And considering that I'm an international student from India, my other team member is an international student from Vietnam, and the third one, uh, Jay Anthony, he is a Pacific Islander. All three of us are minority groups. And so having that all, like, um, um, perspective and unique backgrounds come together, we were like, let's do a podcast and let's start interviewing. And so 
I am part of a um, scholarship program at Seattle University called Alfie Scholars Program. And that program uh, specifically is designed for transfer students from community colleges. And when they come to Seattle University, we provide them like financial assistance and also like um, professional development opportunities. So I had some like connections there. I knew some like students who I really wanted was just curious about their stories because I never really had a chance to talk one-on-one -on -one with them. So I kind of started from there and we expanded our, um, um, our, um, the people that we interviewed. So we, our very first interview was an Alfie scholar. And then we wanted to make sure that we get diversity of majors as well. So we are not just like communicating with people who are just within our comfort zone. Because what we really wanted to do is just like kind of like go broad in terms of like not just like interviewing friends because that's like the convenient thing to do. But we really wanted to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. And somewhere along our along this podcast, we also really wanted to be uh, wanted to be able to share our stories. So like if you heard the podcast, each three of us uh, individually have our own um, stories in there. And it was with the hope of like giving first-generation college students a platform to have their voices heard, to have their stories recognized, um, and also to just kind of build like a strong community because oftentimes, you know, we feel left out from a lot of the conversations. And the people that we interviewed um, didn't really fit in the traditional college culture because we, some of us are like transfer students. Some of us have like our moms would like um and you know have families to take care of so yeah i love this story so much so <laughs> a couple things that i want to point out this is so basic but from the very beginning of this creation you got together uh, with this group of people and you just started kind of throwing out ideas and i think especially when it comes to projects at school we can so easily just go on the first idea. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's just do that, right? You could have just said, yeah, let's just talk about climate change. First off, it's an important topic, yeah. of course. And you, and it's like easy to just, not, not that topic, but um, oh, let's just say yes to whatever, let's just go with it and complete the project and get the grade, check the mark. But what happened was you actually let that brainstorming session, it sounds like, like linger a little bit and, and actually go a little bit deeper. And I think it's so cool that you were able to like find commonalities and say, well, what is common among us and what are our similar experiences? And you, you, you dove deeper. And I think that so often, um, this is just like such a small example of the bigger, I think college student experience yeah. is we can do the thing to check the box in an easy way. And you would still have the same grade. The outcome would be the same mm -hmm. as far as the grade but you have been able to connect to this project in such a deeper way and still get the grade, but it's also meaningful to you. And it's yeah. now you're like letting the process unfold of like, what else could this be? This is actually more mm -hmm. than just a project. And that's again, that flexibility just to be open about what might unfold. So I just wanted to point out those two things because I think it's such a powerful story um, when it could have just been a simple project that you just, did and then moved on with your life you know and and you know I was like hanging out at the because I'm an international student so I I was hanging out at the international student center and um I was 
like um i was so we have this international dinner event at seattle university and i and i was um talking to a tunisian friend of mine so i i kind of got to know him better uh because i only knew him as acquaintance before the international dinner thing so at international dinner we were kind of like co-anchoring the event and so i kind of got talking to him and i was like well, would you be interested <laughs> you know as being like a guest so some of the times i was just hanging out like in the international student center and i was like hey would you be interested and other times i was attending an event and i remembered one of my acquaintances i think is he's a good friend he came around and he was like hi chavi uh, i listened to your podcast i'm first gen and so be able being able to own and embrace the identity i was like this is what i want to do and so i was like i was like really excited people being able to like just own up because i remember i did not know i was a first gen until i came to seattle university and uh when somebody told me like my mentor yeah you're first gen honey i was like i have another community here that i did not know about and that's like a sense of empowerment and that's what i really wanted to push through this podcast of people being able to say i am first gen and you know i'm interested in being you know um highlighted in this podcast and i kind of like to go above and beyond things so like as part of the capstone it wasn't required but i was like hey we need to do a survey to see how many people are really interested in this podcast and what would they really want to hear so i created like a quick like survey google form where people can leave their feedback and talk about the different identities they come from and what are they interested in and whether or not they would like to be featured in a podcast like this and we got like a really strong response i was like okay then it's backed up too so i like to also do market validation to make sure because you know i i i took this multimedia entrepreneurship class so i was really trying to use the skills i learned in that class to kind of like solidify the project we are doing um and like yeah keep continue doing it mm-hmm. ah that's so important and such a cool thing to to feel that validation of like this is what i wanted i wanted this is what i had in my my in my mind and now i'm seeing it actually manifest that's such a cool um such a cool uh, experience and yeah that's amazing and if it wasn't for the podcast i wouldn't have met you uh, so, i know and yes that is such a <laughs> yeah. thing too it's it's um it's one of my like core i don't know if it's a value or it's just like one of my core like things here is possibility and you just never know when you're going to experience it but yeah we were on the same facebook group which i honestly like mm-hmm. i just kind of see their post and i I'm, i'm not super engaged in it but i like listen i like read a lot of the things that they post and i like try to engage with the material that they that um folks post on it but every now and then i'm like oh i can provide value here like let me just add this little thing or this perspective or whatever and um yeah i saw your post and i was like oh wow this is really great project i want to learn more about it and then i just followed that interest again that curiosity and following your curiosity sometimes those things pan out sometimes they don't and that's okay and um yeah we were able to make this happen and i was able to hear your story and then so many other students are going to be listening to this across the world who hopefully can say wow i identify with that or i have a similar experience or i don't have a similar experience that's interesting to think about too you know that other people have very different experiences than me so it's just such a cool way and a cool platform to really share stories um mm-hmm. i really appreciate you sharing yours um 
I also wanted to share. It is definitely a, yeah, sorry. I was going to say it is definitely a challenging, you know, it's a, it's a challenging journey, but I think um, it took me a long time to be able to appreciate the effort I made in small ways to be able to say, you know, I did this or I'm proud of how far I've come because I'm not one of those people who's going to stop and like really appreciate like the little things. And sometimes you get, sometimes you can just get so consumed in trying to get that big wow factor at the end of a journey that we may, may, we may lose to appreciate ourselves in small ways. And so I think, yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. I acknowledge your progress. Still working on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, we are. I totally understand that. And it is a process. And so yeah, be patient with yourself and um give yourself grace when you mess up or things don't go as well as you had hoped. Um yeah, and I, I will say too, like trying to hold on to those moments where you hear of a story where a student benefited from your podcast or they heard themselves in their story or they were able to share their story, right? Like that is what that is like staying to the core of like who you are and like what you want to do in this world. And so making sure that you're able to like connect to that whenever you feel <laughs> like, why am I doing this again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Awesome. Well, I want to wrap up with um, a little bit uh, kind of what I try to get at the end of every episode is really just advice for students. So how do you make college yours? How do you, take ownership of this process and really make it amazing, an amazing experience for, for you in college. So I think, okay, so for me, it was, okay, so this is like, this is going to sound odd, but like, it's, I think it was like 10 or 15 days before flying to the United States. My stepdad was like, you're going to run back to India within the first six months. You will not be able to survive there. And I was like, um, okay, <laughs> I guess I'll, okay. But I went, okay. So today when I think about it, those were words of encouragement because it was it, because he knew that I would be able to make the path that I'm on. And so that was my mantra to prove him wrong. So I took it as a challenge that I need to make it through first six months and then, you know, I'll have breakthroughs and I'll, I'll come back. But I need to make the first six months of my journey in the U.S. Six months passed and I called him and I was like, well, I told you, you know, six months are done. And so that was a mantra that has always um, kind of like pushed me to keep going. But at the same time, there were a lot of times where I felt like broken, where I felt like I'm just going to give up, mm. where I was like, this is not the path for me. I just need to go home. Um, and, the, and I was like, well, so much of the time, effort, and money went into the path that I chose that I need to make it count. And I remember that I attended this session in one of my classes this past quarter, and um, this guy came in. He's the editor of the South Seattle Emerald, and he was like, you got 72 heartbeats. 
make every beat count. Since then, that was his quote stuck with me for the longest of the time. And whenever I feel like I don't have, you know, strength, I would say, I just stop and I just take the time to really think about who I am, what's my purpose, what's my end goal, and what do I want to leave the world with. I think my, um, I have always been the kind of person who's entered into a space and even though I wasn't necessarily welcome in some, I was always the kind of person who was be who was going to be like, if I graduate from South Seattle College, if I graduate from Seattle University, what's the mark that I leave on campus? What do I want the people to remember me by? And so um, I've tried to involve myself in a lot of like campus events to be able to really find my community. Had I not done that, I wouldn't have just discovered that I was a first generation college student. Um, had I not done that, I would have not known professors on an interpersonal level. Um, and sometimes, you know, it is through those connections that you're really able to kind of like, you know, find yourself, I guess, in some sort of way. I never thought that a professor at Seattle University would become the mentor that I would look up to, the kind of person I want to be, and the kind of um, change I want to make in the world. And, you know, it's really important to be able to, like, find those mentors. And you might not be able to find them in one go. I certainly didn't. And so really just trying to be, like, I try to be as involved in things as I can and being able to like help other communities in whatever way I can even though it's just pointing someone to the right resources because I created a connection in some way and so um, I think like like you said kind of like being patient with yourself <laughs> I've been frustrated a lot of times or I was like I can't do this but then I tried to really shift that perspective to like, no, I can. I've made it this far, and I will further. What's stopping me now? Um, and really try to, like, think about what your passion is. What makes you happy? Because I've mostly lived the life of, like, being burdened down by expectations and trying to make everyone happy because I'm a people pleaser and I can't see someone sad. And in the process, it took me a really long time to really find what makes me happy. And so really, um, as much as, you know, sometimes I guess first generation college students, we may feel guilty of being trying to take care of ourselves, but I think it's also important. Um, being patient, you know, embracing the journey, the challenges you've gone through, because had it not been through those challenges, you wouldn't have been the person you are today. And so, um, and, you know, kind of like rewarding yourself in little things and in, you know, whichever way you can, whether it's just, you know, taking a bunch of ice cream and getting down your throat and like watching a movie or, you know, trying to take time to pause because sometimes we don't as first generation college students, we're always taught to be like hustle, 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 you know, and so, yeah.
and that I appreciate everyone who's on this journey. Anyone who's first generation college student or not has not been is college can be very scary. Um, but you are, but you know, you get to write the story of your life. And so, yeah. I love that. Well, we can end there. Thank you so, so much. Where can people find you? Okay, so for Project First Gen, we're on Spotify by the name of Project First Gen or Instagram at project.firstshotgen. And then for my social media handles, I can be found at Chevy Mehera 29, which is spelled as C two H's A V I M E H R A 29 on Instagram. And then by Chevy Mehera on Facebook and yeah, you can just Google my name. <laughs> I can just, I think I'll just pop up in the, the first page or so. Yeah. And I can definitely link those handles in the show notes mm -hmm. uh, for people to have easy access to it. Um, thank you so much. You are such an incredible human. I can't wait to see how you impact the world even more than you already have. <laughs> you are such a bright light. So please, um, yeah, keep that bright light burning. Thank you so much and good luck to everyone who's on this journey. You're going to make it. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to the College Life Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Isn't Chavi awesome? Oh, so excited to have her on. Make sure that you connect with her and that you also check out Project First Gen. Share this episode with a friend if you thought it was helpful. That's really the best way to get podcasts out there is by really word of mouth. Feel free to share it on your Instagram or Facebook pages and you can tag me in it. Hang in there with all of this going on. I have some amazing interviews coming up. So I hope that this helps keep you inspired and engaged during this awkward and weird time of life. I will catch you in the next episode. Have an excellent week.